This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. ISIS is on the rise. Our southern border is in tatters. China's economy is collapsing and members of law enforcement are being targeted for assassination. Do you see a trend here? Being prepared isn't just a good idea, it's an absolute necessity. Get your 72-hour emergency food supply for only $10 plus free shipping by calling My Patriot Supply at 800-823-2519. Stop procrastinating. 800-823-2519. My Patriot Supply, it's not just food, it's freedom. Seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven BECK. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, so yesterday uh, was it yesterday that Glenn wrote the letter to the RNC? Day before, I've totally lost track. Weeks ago, yeah, nineteen seventy one. He wrote that's that when letter. he wrote the letter, mm-hmm. and it, it just uh, arrived. Yeah, it mm-hmm. uh, got lost in the mail mm-hmm. for about uh, forty four years, and then just <laughs> resurfaced. Wow, yeah, that's a good story. Uh, <laughs> and he sent an open letter to uh, to Reince Priebus, and he wrote that he wants the Republican Party to once again live as the big tent for conservative ideas, and that the Blaze TV is committed to a fair debate. Uh, wrote the network is prepared to produce a new kind of, a de- of debate in both substance and distribution. Some of the ideas that he talked about on radio this morning are really cool. Uh, stuff that's never been done. You know, behind the scenes stuff. It would be uh, well, like he says, a new kind of debate. Yeah, one of the things uh, I thought was a pretty cool innovation was, you know, you ever see, you, this happens all the time, um, where, you know, candidate A is asked a question, and, like, it's about uh, Obamacare. And you're thinking to yourself, well, I would love to see how candidate E would answer that question. Yeah, and they never got um, a chance to. they never get to. a chance to, because they just move on to another topic. Yeah. Um, what... what I, this is how I'm picturing it, and I, I don't know if this is exactly what Glenn's thinking, but it's almost like I feel like like there's a, a it, almost like a confession cam after the debate yeah. where all they can sit there and answer each question that they want to um, and kind of give um, as much depth as they would want on a particular topic, give them a chance to uh, really address all these things that maybe they didn't get to in the debate, and then it's all posted online for everybody to watch. Uh, you know, it kind of mm-hmm. gives you a, a, a fuller sense of what they're trying to do. And look, it's it's a positive thing. It's it's a way to get people to, uh, you know, be able to get their uh, you know opinions and, and principles out there without the, kind of the games of the debate. And, right. And that's you know, look, the debate has a function. We all understand it. Part of it is not knowing what's coming and being able to having to react, uh, you know, uh, kind of like quickly to uh, uh, sometimes an aggressive media question or sometimes one they hadn't thought about. I think that's part of it. But there's also a part of it that's depth and, and consideration, and, and I think that's just as important. And it gives you a chance not to hear questions like, uh, 
Uh, Mr. Cruz, you are a science denier. Uh, tell me why you would like to kill small children and the planet and exterminate all life on this planet as we know it uh, due to your uh, lack of action on climate change. I mean, you don't have to put up with that kind of crap because mm -hmm. we, it, it, you know, conservatives don't buy in. We know they don't buy in. We know how they feel about climate change. We give them a chance to answer the, the question in a proper way, you know, to, so that it's not biased, it's not slanted against their opinion. Uh, you know, and if Chris Christie were still there in February, which I doubt, uh, you know, you give him a chance to expound on where he stands on it, too, even though his stance is a little bit different than the other candidates. Yeah. I think it'd be awesome. And, you know, again, the DNC has never done a debate on Fox News, whereas the Republicans are doing CNBC and NBC. Well, they were going to do NBC. So they're going into absolute hostile territory. Uh, CNN was fairly hostile. Uh, I, I mean, although I, Anderson Cooper did a pretty good job. Yeah, I mean, I, did like, a CNN, job. I think, tried to do a news debate. Yeah, you know, they weren't they did. friendly, they did. but they did it. Try to do a news debate. I yeah. felt like uh, mm. that was kind of the wasn't the way I felt about um, um, the CNBC one. Obviously, uh, that was the ridiculous. Fox News debate was a little bit different in that it, it, I got the sense for the Fox News debate it was the first one, and I didn't have a problem with it mainly because it was that first opportunity for these candidates to answer the questions that had been bubbling under for a long time. How yeah. are they? It was kind of like that first vetting of like, can you deal with media pressure at all? Uh, and I thought they did an okay job with that. Um, you know, I too. A, a lot of conservatives did not, by the way. I mean, it felt like when we were doing it, at least, that we were in the minority on that opinion. Although that was kind of like Trump, the height of Trump media, and everyone hated Megyn Kelly, who's this evil liberal all mm -hmm. of a sudden. I, I don't know how that happened. Um, anyway, so uh, I, you know, I, she's not that, and it was it was an interesting kind of a different situation. And I think they went to CNBC because. Normally they would go to MSNBC, but it's impossible. You can't do a Republican debate on MSNBC because they're mm -hmm. all a bunch of crazy liberal activists. Um, you know, and by the way, um, I, I, we, we talked about this on radio today, and I looked it up in between. He, there was a Fox debate scheduled for Democrats that they pulled out of. Weren't they in like 2007? Or Obama wouldn't go on Fox News? I can't remember exactly what it was. But it was not that long ago. And now Obama's and out there saying, out oh, they can't. Ooh, they can't handle the media? Yeah, all right. You guys pulled out of the Fox News debate, so shut up. Wow. Yeah, it's great. It's so typical of the hypocrisy we get from them all the time. Mm. Uh, Glenn said, our, our body of questions and responses will become a digital library of conservative thought to guide voters as they make critical choices in the months ahead. That's another cool thing. You store the store the the answers. You can look them up online. We'd have them on the blaze. I mean, it, it, this is just a winning situation, I think, for everybody. And I, I think they're trying to get the one in Houston, so it wouldn't actually be here in our studios. I, I think it would be in in Houston. So yeah, I mean, those details I think are all yeah, you know, up in the air a little bit. Yeah, and one of the things you, <clears throat> you mentioned was you know it's uh, February twenty sixth, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, this is after Iowa. After New Hampshire, after South Carolina, after Nevada. So, I mean, this is yeah. into the, the campaign quite a bit. At that point, you're going to have probably pr maximum of three candidates that have a chance. Probably less than that. There's probably two. And, and in most races, it's been one, to be perfectly honest. I mean, most of the time, mm -hmm. by the time Nevada hits, you know who's winning.
I mean, you know, Rick Santorum stuck around and fought hard. Ron Paul before that stuck around, fought hard. Uh, But in reality, you kind of knew what was going on. I mean, usually when you get past those first few races, you kind of know what the outcome is, or at least you're 80% sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, and right now it looks like uh, Rubio is the one who got the most mileage out of the last debate. Um, he searched third place behind real estate mogul uh, Donald Trump and uh, Ben Carson in the Monmouth University poll of New Hampshire's likely voters. So Rubio still trails Trump by 13 points, but he's within three points right now of Carson. Poll adds to the sense that Rubio's gaining momentum uh, candidates following the lead pack include Ted Cruz at nine, uh, Jeb Bush at seven, Carly Fiorina and Christie both at five, and Rand Paul at three percent. Mm. So, I mean, for for Ted Cruz in New Hampshire, which is a pretty liberal state, to get nine percent, I think that's that's a good sign. He was also in double digits in some other poll, and he's he's been picking up some momentum too. So, I, I think he's well positioned right now. Yeah, they're, they're, the media is trying to now uh, cause some infighting on the Cruz campaign. You can tell now that they've come to that point where they're starting to look like a serious threat. There's a story today about how um, the Cruz campaign is supposedly mad at their super PACs because they're not spending enough money yet. And there's all these, like, they, of course, can't talk to each other because of our stupid laws. Oh, right. So <laughs> we, they have to act as if they can't communicate, which they can't communicate, but what they can do are say things publicly in the media that the other side can read. So I don't know if that's what this is, but it's like there's quotes from uh, staffers of the Cruz campaign saying, I don't know, we sure wish they'd start spending some of that money they have. <laughs> and, then, and then the Cruz campaign, uh, super PACs, well, we're not spending the money we have yet because we're waiting to spe- to place ads until next month. You know, it's like, and it's like, it's just this, uh-huh. it's like a bad message board that they have to publicly post their comments to each other. It's so stupid. And by the way, um, you know, people are like, uh, you know, because Trump came out and he's against super PACs apparently, shockingly, because he has lots of money and doesn't need them. Um, but uh, he's against super PACs. I am so far, like, I am not only in support of Citizens United. I don't think it went far enough. The idea that this division exists where campaigns can't talk to the people who are spending money on their behalf is moronic. If you have money, you should be able to spend it promoting the things that are most important to you, you know, the values that would change the country. We went to a cruise fundraiser in Utah a few weeks ago, uh, and... The laws are so asinine that we had a uh, we we had a a cruise campaign uh, fundraiser in one room in this really nice hotel in uh, Deer Valley, Utah. So in in one part of the the hotel, we had the Ted Cruz campaign and Glenn spoke there and Ted Cruz spoke there and uh, a few others spoke. And then we had to leave there. And go upstairs and around the corner to his super PAC uh, campaign where uh, David Barton, who's in the super PAC, could speak and Glenn spoke. And all the same people attended both. We just had to leave one room, go up the stairs and around the corner to another room and pretend like they were completely divided and Ted couldn't be part of the super PAC one. 
but all the same people just moved rooms and did it all over again. It's the dumbest thing in the I mean, it's, so it's ridiculous. Wow, that's amazing. But that's the kind of nonsense, the, the sort of hoops you have to jump through. For what? What does that do? Yeah. and What it, does that do? The story was about how maybe... Unlike some other campaigns, the you know the Cruz campaign, you know obviously Cruz is an attorney, um, a litigator, um, and he uh, he takes this stuff seriously. Like unlike, a lot of campaigns are just like screw it, and then we're just going to do whatever we want. And, you know, damn the torpedoes, and later on we'll get we'll be I have to pay a, sm- a fine <laughs> or something. And the Cruz campaign takes all this stuff seriously because they like the law. Right. So mm-hmm. the, they're all like really doing all these very legalistic things to make sure uh, that they don't. Uh, communicate with each other and don't cross any of those lines when all the other campaigns are like <laughs> whatever you yeah. know they're crossing yeah. it like crazy which is you know the way it should be well yeah well, i mean when honest. it comes down to the wire who's going to get beat up for crossing those lines ted cruz not those yeah. other campaigns right. oh, you're and right. that's why he's not crossing any <laughs> of those right. lines and he believes it i mean you know yeah. he is a guy who actually believes in the in the rule of law uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, this is what he does. But still, it does put him at a disadvantage in a campaign because no one else seems to care about it. At least right. a lot of those campaigns don't. Yeah. Um, by the way, in that, in that uh, story, it said uh, Ted Cruz has $38 million in the super PACs. Right. Um, through, they have, I think, four different super PACs, um, which are all pretty much named the same thing. Again. <laughs> right? It's like keep the promise one. Keep the promise two. <laughs> keep the promise three. And keep the promise Four. Completely different super packs. <laughs> totally different super packs, which <laughs> so dumb. Um, but uh, Jeb Bush still has 103 million left. They said in that in that ad. Wow. So they spent a lot. I mean, 30. They spent more than Ted Cruz had basically um, uh, in the in super packs, and it has had made but he no. Still has 103 damage, but he still million. has 103 million left. Jeez. A lot of money. So you think that you know he can basically spend money on travel, making some appearances. Mm-hmm. Doing some fundraising, um, and, and he can be in this for just, the long haul, and let them go for the long haul. You know, part of me was thinking as I was reading that, if I'm Jeb Bush, you know what I might do is just hey, back out right now, and just go around and do some fundraising and do do the handshaking and not go crazy campaign, but just hold on to all that money, not run a single ad until you get to like January, like just let it go through the whole holiday season and don't do anything, and then dump 103 million dollars mm-hmm. uh, into this thing and see what happens before Iowa starts. I mean, the bottom line is what usually happens is one or two of these candidates fall and completely right. collapse. And it's not at all impossible that, you know, people uh, in the GOP will say, you know what, I don't know. People are beating up Cruz so much and Rubio, he's so young. And Trump, oh, he's, he's I don't think he's the guy. And Carson, I don't know. Just go with the safe one, the Bush guy. We know him. We know the Bushes. It's not impossible. You know, it happened with McCain. Uh, kind of like that, where McCain was basically out of it. Um, you know, and this is what Jeb Bush is trying to model his campaign after. I don't know if it's going to work. Percent. Uh, and I think it was around this time, 2%. And then he won, the, he won the nomination. And it's easier to win, I think, in a lot of ways, this one. Because if you can get a couple, if you can get a couple of good media events, a couple of good polls, you can shoot up because there's so many candidates. You can get to 25% and you're in it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get to 20 percent and you're in it. I mean, be, you know, Ben Carson was at has been in second place now for two months, which is kind of amazing. Trump Carson for two months now, not just Trump for three months, but Trump Carson for two months. Um, and, uh, you know, but Carson's been at 16, 17 percent. And he's now leading. Uh, he's leading led in the last mm-hmm. two of the last three national polls. And, uh, you know, it's only a, 
it's only for media consumption and, and the way people look at things. But the big polls for Trump are about to fall off on all the averages, you know, because he's been leading by five and six points in these averages because he's got a couple points, a couple polls sticking around where he was up 10 from a few weeks ago. Yeah. Those things are about to fall off. Carson's about to just take the lead in all these averages. And that's a mental thing for the media cycle and everything else. It is to kind a, of amazing. To the worst possible candidates. Seriously. I mean, I, Trump and Carson, come on now. Stop it. I, I would Stop disagree it, with America. you on Carson, obviously. Stop it. I think I, you Trump know, is the worst. I'm Carson, seeing, to me, is middle of the pack. I'm seeing it on my Facebook page, uh, which, like me on Facebook, or heart me, or follow me, or lead me around by the nose. Thumb Whatever you do, thumb up me Stick on Facebook, everybody. <laughs> but anyway, I'm seeing some of the same things you are about the debate. Well, you guys, you hate Trump so much. How can you expect to... Blah, blah, blah. How can, how can everybody not be biased against this guy? I own. <laughs> if you're any kind of conservative, how can you not be biased against, uh, against Donald Trump, who's been a Democrat his whole life, who's been a progressive his whole life, who uh, in 1999 said that health care was a birthright? I mean, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. 2009, registered Democrat. He voted for Barack Obama. Now you trust him. Now, oh, no, no, no. He's a complete conservative now. That's, it's, it's, it's madness. And with his hatred. Madness. Of, with his showing uh, the hatred of the super PACs, that's his way of telling you, look, I got mine. Uh, yeah. I'm going to make it so you can right. get yours. That's right. He wants to kick the door closed for everybody else, which is what progressives love to do. Yeah. The other thing you're going to find is... Is that uh, Ben Carson is not the conservative you think he is? You're gonna, f- I mean, first of all, he, his his knowledge of world events and uh, things that a president needs to know about is not there. <laughs> Promise you that it's just not there. Now, could it be there by next year at this time? I I don't know. I guess I don't want to roll the him, dice though. on that. We've played some pretty good stuff We've, from him. Yeah, we, today we played he's that. Yeah. Doing a good We've job at pretending that was really to be good. a conservative. He's not. He's not. I don't know. I, I think he's you're not. too tough on him right now. That's Mike. I mean, I I understand <laughs> your your hesitation on him, and I think you know there, there's reason to be concerned that maybe he you know he, look the guy was a doctor. I mean, it wasn't sitting here dealing with these things on a, an everyday basis. But and, and I understand your concerns. I just. I don't know that I see him as... Look where his heart is. Well, the first things he says on gun control, on immigration, are like, whoa, wait, what? I thought you were conservative. That's what everybody, that was everybody's reaction. When he w- was on our show first and said what he did about gun control, well, how do I feel about gun control? It depends on what city you live in. <laughs> really? Constitution doesn't apply in parts of America? Uh, what parts are we talking about? Because that's going to be news to some people. And then, and then the uh, the immigration thing, where he was all about amnesty at first, and then he's he's kind of moderated that stance. His heart is not in the conservative arena. It's um, just not. Is, is Donald Trump still in the election? I just want to make sure I understand, I understand the parameters of this game. I, I um, don't share if, your stance, but I understand it. If that's true, mm-hmm. I am a, like a Tiger Beat, mm-hmm. a cover boy version <laughs> a fan of, of, of Ben Carson until Trump leaves. Because all, all it takes for Trump to leave is for somebody to beat him up for a few weeks. If someone starts beating him in the polls, but if he's third and fourth place oh. for three or four weeks... Yeah, he needs probably, not just Carson, gone. but somebody else to get Yeah, ahead somebody of him. else still needs to get ahead of him. But that's, you know, you, yeah. need, you need more than one, I think. And, and Carson is the first one who's done it. And, you know, the, the issue with Carson 
and and I and because I, I I share some of your concerns with Carson. I to me he's middle of the pack. He's no Ted Cruz, but he's no Lindsey Graham either. I'd rather have Ben Carson no, he's, as president he is than Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. Um, so and if push came to shove and it was him or Hillary, obviously I'm voting for Ben right. Carson. Uh, but but that, this that, is the time when you choose right. the best yes. guy. Exactly. Uh, we're, we'll take a break here in a second. But the, the issue here, I think, is you know um, if Carson, who is even if you love him, he's obviously not a politician. He's not necessarily tested through campaign type stuff. If he falls apart, uh, if he's at 29, uh, Trump is at 23, Carson falls apart for some reason. Mm-hmm. And he's, making ton- he's raising tons of money right now, so maybe he won't. But if he falls apart, then you're going to have Trump up there and maybe he makes another run. And that, to me, is the worst case scenario. Well, so. I mean, it depends on who gets... The leftovers from Carson, if he falls apart, right? And, and I think the recipient might be uh, Ted Cruz in large part. Yeah, well, I'm I don't know. To see that. We'll see. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Yep. Uh, let's talk to you a minute about My Patriot Supply. Yes, you know we love these people at My Patriot Supply. Uh, they've done a great job and, and been able to I don't know walk people through the sort of process uh, that uh, I resisted for a long time, which was actually getting myself and my family prepared. Uh, I'm more of a guy who thinks, you know, preparation is on the way home from work. You stop at Taco Bell. Like, that's preparing to me. It's preparing for the next hour. It is preparing for right? the next hour. Not always a full hour. Yeah. Sometimes I, right. I don't order enough at Taco Bell. And then I need <laughs> well, to go I mean, back That's why to you Taco take Bell. extra condiments. Oh, okay. It's more than an hour. Yeah, you save some of the sauce for later. Yes. That's a good point, point, Mm -hmm. Jeffy. My Patriot Supply goes about preparation a little bit differently. Uh, In fact, what they're going to do is give you a two-week food supply for 50 bucks. My gosh. Two full weeks of food for a human being. (laughs) That's madness. Not a mouse, but a human being. That's madness. For $50. They've gone out of their minds. (laughs) Call them before they get their sanity back. Can we even say it on the television? (laughs) No, it's a price so low we can't say it by law. The responsible manager is out of town on vacation, and the irresponsible one is selling this for only $50. 888-893-7953. I mean, they'll even ship it right to your home for free. It's the easiest and, and most affordable way to get prepared. Believe me, I've, I've been in preparedness for a long time. Pick up the phone, dial the number. The special's only available if you call 888 888-893-7953. Call right now. Limit two per household. Two week supply for 50 bucks plus free shipping. So call them right now. My Patriot Supply. 888-893-7953. ISIS is on the rise. Our southern border is in tatters. China's economy is collapsing and members of law enforcement are being targeted for assassination. Do you see a trend here? Being prepared isn't just a good idea, it's an absolute necessity. Get your 72-hour emergency food supply for only $10 plus free shipping by calling My Patriot Supply at 800-823-2519. Stop procrastinating. 800-823-2519. My Patriot Supply. It's not just food, it's freedom. Triple eight seven two seven back to Pat and Stu. Uh, this is kind of cool because uh, I hadn't seen this poll before. Have you? Mm. With the Jindal thing, his poll has amazing. been improving in this one area. That's amazing. Which is, by the way, his entire campaign, uh, the way he's running his campaign. He wants Iowa. He's going after Iowa, only after Iowa, and he's building a campaign really? similar to me uh, to the way Mike Huckabee built his campaign back in two thousand eight. Well, it's kind of weird because it seems eight, to me Huckabee. Eight. Didn't win. 
Uh, he, and, well, uh, he won Iowa. Yeah, but um, isn't the goal to win the nomination? No, the goal is to no, win okay. Iowa and then go home. Now, right. yeah, but I mean, the thing, <laughs> you, look, you, when you're at 1%, yeah. you find you, a way to, you're right. a path to victory. If you right. win Iowa, you can be then competitive. Then you get some momentum. And the question is, once the focus says, okay, we have a winner in Iowa, who is this guy? And people start saying, who is Bobby Jindal? Is he going to perform better or worse than Mike Huckabee? I, mean, I think there's a chance that he performs a lot better than Huckabee yeah. if he can yeah. win Iowa, and it's an interesting way he's going about it. He's got, I mean, this guy has everything. Bobby Jindal has literally everything you want in a candidate. If you're a conservative, he's, he's religious. You know, he's really strong spiritually. He's really strong with conservative principles. You can't play identity politics with this guy. He's really well-spoken. He's incredibly smart. He's run a state successfully. Uh, he's got executive experience. What else could you want? I, man, if, if Ted Cruz wasn't in this race, he would absolutely, I think, be my guy. Um, and this is kind of heartening to see because he's been at 0% a lot of these national polls. But in Iowa, he, from uh, the public policy polling place, uh, PPP poll, put him at 6%. And that's ahead of Jeb Bush, who has $103 million in the bank to spend. That's uh, so bad for Bush. That's amazing, man. Poll found that Bush has the highest unfavorable rating of any Republican candidate in Iowa. Now, that used to belong to Trump, and now Jeb's taken that from him. 30% yep. of the people viewing him positively, 43% negatively. Jindal's 60% favorability rating, meanwhile. It's tied for third highest. Behind Ted Cars uh, Ben Carson and Ted Cruz. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting. Right now, people in Iowa like a more like Bobby Jindal more than people in Louisiana. <laughs> like, I don't know why Louisiana, and this is a big problem for Jindal if he were to get by this. Is that people in Louisiana have soured on Bobby Jindal for whatever reason? Have they? I wonder why. Yeah. I mean, right now, I wonder um, why uh, Jindal's favorability in Louisiana thirty four percent, sixty two percent unfavorable. The same poll showed Obama at 40% favorable. So he's actually wow. less, less popular in Louisiana than Obama. And when you match What's up going on? Uh, uh, Hillary versus Jindal, uh, let's see if I can find this. Uh, Hillary versus Jindal, um, Hillary 45, Jindal 42 in Louisiana. That's not good. Not good at now, all. Now, there's, of course, that is not also not reality. In in reality, there's absolutely mm -hmm. no way Hillary Clinton would beat Bobby Jindal anywhere in the South. Uh, those states, uh, Louisiana, Arkansas, you know, right. Alabama, Mississippi, all those states would wind up being red states. But still, it's not a good indicator. Still, it's pretty shocking. It is. I, and I don't know why. I guess, I guess mm. you know, when a guy's your uh, governor for a couple terms, people kind of get sick of him maybe. Um, you know, and it kind of gets to that point. There's been, you know, there's, I, I don't know that his road has been perfectly... Um, uh, smooth. Might be pissed at him because he's running for president. Who yeah, knows? That's a, that's I was just going to say, yeah, when they know. ask him, it's like, oh, yeah, spend more time here. Right. Yeah, it could be yeah, part that of happens. that. Uh, too. Yeah. Uh, in, in this Iowa poll, though, this is a great poll. Trump and Carson, uh, other than Trump being at the top, but Car Trump and Carson are, are at the top of the poll at 22 and 21 percent. So Trump has 22, Carson 21. Third is Ted Cruz at 15 percent. Mm, here he comes. Marco Rubio at 10. Uh, then Huckabee and Jindal tied for fifth with 6%. That's an interesting poll. So second, second one released yesterday to show Cruz uh, pulling into the third spot in Iowa. He, he had a great debate, and people are responding to that. Uh, also, if uh, 
you take a quick look, you can see why some people are upset about the graphic that the DNC created attacking Marco Rubio. They were criticized online Monday night for publishing a graphic which seemingly portrayed uh, Marco Rubio as Caucasian. And there's the, uh, mm. I mean, Come you know, on. it's like a, it's just a cartoon it's a drawing. That's, I mean, oh God. I mean, I know we're supposed to be upset about everything. I know. I I can't get there. I don't want to get there. That's okay. Never mind on that one. Triple eight seven two seven. Back. Unbelievable. More patents do coming up. Yeah, and it's just the typical thing. Yeah, you know, you have to shut up. I mean, they do this all the time. You you have to like act as if you're as offended as the other side to try to. I I don't. I'm not a fan of that particular approach, but that's why it's worth discussing. get another ticket yeah. <laughs> yeah how many is that you should thumb up pat gray on his facebook page and yeah. i don't want to put my thumb up pat, right. pat gray on my facebook page <laughs> what was the uh what was uh, the issue speeding again yes what's the issue you, well i mean sometimes he rolls past through stop oh, signs right. sometimes or right. you know there's been the the uh white line right the big white at the line. intersection yeah. that my tire was touching uh, That's there awesome. Was, there was so that. what's this one? Was this a legitimate one or one that you're, you think is BS? Uh, well, legitimate I mean, I in what way? Legitimate is you were actually going the speed that they were. Maybe you shouldn't say this on the air. As I, my guess is there's an attorney who would not appreciate the approach of admitting your guilt on the air. Right. Okay. Yeah. He's not admitting his guilt. He's just saying that the police officer, what the ticket says. The ticket says. What did the ticket say? Ticket Pat? said 59 and a 45. That's a, that should be illegal. You're right. That right? should be illegal. I mean, right? Not, not for you. That should be illegal and for the officer to er, right. ticket you for 14 I mean, yeah, miles come on an hour now. over. Come on. That's ridiculous. Especially in the at the uh, area that he got the yeah, ticket. It's a six No one lane. does 45 miles per hour. Nobody. Nobody. And they know that. And that's You're why they right wait they there. Do. And for some reason, I'm the one who gets caught every single time. So I posted this on my frustration on Facebook last night. And, you know, but half the people are saying, well... Go the speed limit. Oh, I try that. that. Yeah, shut up. Shut up. You shut never up. do that. You don't Come do on. it. You just didn't get caught. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Why am I always the Okay, I've been pulled over 16 times. <laughs> I've been ticketed 14 times. 16 times in four years. I believe that to be more than in my... In, I think it's double. <laughs> the rest of my life combined. Yeah, I and mean, that's a pretty good data point. I will say that we all have had tickets, though, here since we moved to Texas. I've so had, it's a little right? frustrating. Yeah. yeah, I've had, I think, it's a little frustrating. two. So it's got uh, to be driving me out of my mind. It. There is something to it. I, I don't, they, you know, as I posted so on my no Facebook state page. T- income tax. Apparently, it's yes. It's, it's something uh, which where there is one of the possibilities I put let's, Yeah, let's, let's come out and blame the low taxes. Let's do. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, yes, By the way, I'm completely happy. With paying zero state income tax and occasional speeding tickets, I am tickets. too. I am just want to make that clear. But um, it is frustrating, though, and, and, and you know, I, very. Though I will say that the way the law is set up here is actually kind of nice, and, and this is not what we we're supposed to talk about here on this break. But um, you know, there there is a, uh, a situation where um, you can they have this, this deferred thing, deferred education, where you can like 
basically deferred adju adjudication. Adjudication is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, what you say is, "Hey, uh, I'm not going to do that again." And then you tell for them, six months. For six months, I'm not going to speed. <laughs> and if you don't speed for six months, you basically you just get off. Right. Get off the hook. It doesn't go on your record. It doesn't go on your Which record. Which you must do that when you've got 14 tickets. You yes. must. Although the other thing you could do is you hire an attorney. You don't even have to show yeah, no, up. Well, that's what I'm And you got to spend a little bit of money, but yeah. you get out it's of it. It's pretty exp inexpensive, times. though. It's like yeah. I don't know, 50 or 75 dollars of tickets. If you don't do that, the ticket itself is two hundred, right? Two twenty-five. I don't understand the game that's being played. I, I don't either. And they, they make the tickets just expensive enough to really piss you off, piss you off, but not expensive but not enough, enough that, that you go, want to fight that you them want to in spend court. Spend your day mm -hmm. trying to fight them, and now it's right. it's some some of those tickets. It's not even. It's two days. Yeah. I mean that's unbelievable. Okay, and as I posted on my Facebook, here's the other thing that really pisses me off. Okay. And I, I understand the dynamic, the dynamic going on here, but I've been pulled over f 16 times. My wife's been pulled over, and I've, okay, 16 times, 14 tickets. My wife's been pulled over seven times, zero tickets. Mm. <laughs> yeah, what do you think is going on there? I, I mean, she could be going 95 miles an hour in a school zone, <laughs> get pulled over, have no driver's license, no insurance, expired plates, whiskey bottles on the floorboard of the car, a dead body in the back seat, and the bloody knife still in her hand, and the officer would give her a warning and tell her to drive safely and uh, have a nice day. Man, we're going to need your hands on uh, uh, on 10 and the 2, and yeah, for that reason, we're going to need to drop the bloody knife. <laughs> yes. uh, I'm yes. sorry. But, and, and besides, it's just a lot safer as it's you, safer. As you uh, <laughs> motor through the area. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, uh, that's, you've, been, you've been beaten up on this one. Yeah, it pisses um, me off. Let's take a quick break. Uh, 888-727-BECK is the, uh, is the uh, uh, number. What, what's your uh, Facebook page? Is it uh, at Pat Gray Radio? Uh, Pat Gray Radio. Yeah. yeah. Facebook.com slash Pat Gray Radio. I'd be, I'd be most appreciative if you went to mine, too. And then do obviously that. Do that go to Jeffy and unfriend him. <laughs> oh, you can thumb up me. <laughs> no, don't, don't get, keep your thumbs away from Jeffy. <laughs> Hey, Pat. Yes, Stu. You know, it's interesting. What? Uh, the world is, uh, is maybe having a little bit of trouble. Where? Um, in the Middle East. Have you noticed this? No. Yeah. When uh, did this start? Uh, a couple thousand years ago. Really? Yeah. Has uh, it been in the Where news? have I been? Uh, well, most of Why it. Why is were no just one dead. talking about You're it? You're dead, most of it. Okay. Um, huh. And then, uh, and then when really, you came around, really it's, it's been pretty much the top of the news <laughs> since you were born. Has it really? Yeah, you probably mm. missed it though, because yeah, I did. a lot of times um, people don't talk about it much. Well, they, 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 it's probably been the biggest topic huh. uh, in in the world. Has <laughs> it really? Yeah, for like a long time. Yeah, well, I've been busy with Facebook. Yeah, so. no, I know. Even because you're yeah. posting on your tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been the biggest uh, topic in uh, global media since your birth. Plus, do you know about Instagram? No, yeah, I do. It's Snapchat. It's, I mean, there's a lot of social media that you can get involved in, and and you know these other ancillary things. Yeah. 
I don't like them to get in the way. Well, you might have, you may have seen it on some of those services because one of the th- great things that social media does well is tell you about the evils of all the Jews. Oh, right. Yeah, you know. Right, right, uh, right. They, they tell you like oh, they've been how they're running the that world. That I've heard about. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. So that's related to right. what's going is on. Is it really? There. Yeah, because the Jews do really? all these terrible things. Sure. And then all these so, other innocent groups are like, hey, stop doing those terrible things to like us. Like the Palestinians. Yeah, Palestinians are one of them. Yeah. Um, we actually had a, a, a yeah the good rundown. Uh, this is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And as we were just talking about my Facebook posting about my tickets, mm-hmm. I, you know, you're, you're getting all these hundreds of comments, and then one guy says. <laughs> Uh, something about, yeah, well, what you said about the Palestinians is despicable, that they deserve everything they get. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm talking about speeding tickets. not sure what that had to do <laughs> with going 59 and a 45. Uh, and I also didn't say that. Um, in fact, we haven't talked about Palestinians in I don't know how long. Yeah, it's so, been a little while. Um, yeah. But anyway. You're... Some people get focused on Jews. I don't know if you've noticed this. <laughs> I have uh, noticed it's it. kind of a big yeah. issue. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to check in on the uh, latest, uh, The latest. Uh, I don't know, it's kind of like a game at this point, back and forth, back and forth. We want to check in on the latest update here. And um, we did this on The Wonderful World of Stew. Watch. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Ted Stanley, along with Gary Veckers, and welcome to Al Jazeera Sports coverage of the matchup of the week. This time, the terrorist state of Israel takes on crowd favorite Hamas. Gary, can you tell us what's going on with Hamas's lineup? Absolutely, Ted. Hamas is anchored by the outstanding efforts of Ahmed Alaboudi, who will do absolutely anything to win. He'll fire rockets from hospitals, schools, and last season, he even installed a bomb inside a child in an attempt to blow up the first responders who came in to save him. Amazing ingenuity. Hamas, of course, one of the only teams in the world that is able to start a defensive war. Mm, Wow, local boys done good. (laughs) On the other side of things, we have the occupying nation of Israel. That's right, Ted. These evil bastards are best known for their resistance to the will of Allah. As the Hamas coaches have told us multiple times, Allah simply wants to make the world a better, safer place by eliminating all the Jews from it. Sounds like a reasonable request. (laughs) Sure is, Ted. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're just a few moments away from the start of this contest. And oh my, wow, look at this. It seems like Hamas has once again started firing rockets early before the scheduled start of this contest. Early to bed, early to rise, Ted. (laughs) Hamas believes in taking the initiative to fire rockets at Israel long before any active battle begins. Israel tries to spin these efforts as an unwarranted attack on civilians. But since when is it a crime to get to your job and start work early? (laughs) I I can't answer that. What a shifty bunch these Jews are. (laughs) I'll tell you that. All right, here's here's another rocket fired by Hamas. And this seemingly has destroyed a home for elderly disabled widows, which is clearly a legitimate military target filled with vampire spies. (laughs) Interesting story about Jews, Ted. For thousands of years, Jews have enjoyed the time-honored tradition of consuming matzah. Ah. It's made with ingredients like barley, spelt, rye, and for a little extra flavor, a dash of Christian or Muslim blood. Hmm, sounds delicious. Uh, More rockets now continue to fire on Israel. Oh, wow. And, and while Hamas is the one firing them, you have to believe that none of this would happen if it weren't for the Jews being so incredibly Jewish. That's right, Ted. 
Interesting story about those Jews. Do you know none of them died in the 9-11 attacks because they were all called beforehand and warned not to go to work that day. And would you say the Jews were responsible for the 9-11 attacks? Absolutely. And of course, Republicans too. Uh, oh wow, another rocket has landed on its target. What an amazing battle. This, this just looks like that one destroyed another well-known Israeli military target. Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Interesting story about Chuck E. Cheese, Ted. You know, together with the Jews, he controls the world's banking systems and Hollywood. It's mostly the Jews, though. Wait a minute. Uh, oh, wow, something is happening here. What is Israel doing? This is unbelievable. I, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Israel has fired back. This is a typical disgusting display, Ted. After only being hit by 3,200 rockets in the last four minutes, Israel has brutally oppressed their opponents by using military force to destroy a Hamas stronghold. Uh, truly revolting, Gary. Innocent men and women killed, their houses destroyed, all their possessions destroyed as well, including their rocket launchers and brand new suicide belts. The complete disregard for the lives of these innocent people is absolutely incredible, Ted. The owner of that home, Muhammad Jihad, was well-liked around town. You know, he enjoyed the television show Mike and Molly. He enjoyed training on jungle gyms and reading books by and about Germans. Mm. I mean, a lovable guy. And of course, his real passion was firing freedom rockets at legitimate military targets in Israel, like the Red Cross. A well-known front for Jewish and Christian world domination. Let's go down to sideline reporter Del Jackson now for an update. Go ahead, Del. What in the hang is going on? I'm Del Jackson. After this brutal attack on Hamas, one thing rings true. There wouldn't be a Jewish problem if it weren't for all those Jews. Back to you, Ted and Gary. Uh, before you go, Dell, any word on the injuries of those poor, innocent freedom fighters? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, wow. It looks like Dell Jackson has been beheaded by those poor, innocent freedom fighters. I tried to remind him to wrap his neck in leather for these interviews. <laughs> <laughs> I always said to Dell he'd lose his head if it wasn't attached. <laughs> oh, and so he has. And so he has. Absolutely. Let's look at tonight's stats. Hamas has fired 4,900 rockets, and Israel has hatefully blocked many of them with the racist Iron Dome. After all the hard work these innocent people have put into building the rockets and launchers, that's just despicable, Ted. Uh, it truly is, not to mention Israel's disproportional response. How dare they fire back? When will we see an end to all of this Israeli Jewish aggression? Mm. Well, when they convert to Islam, pay the tax or die, Ted. It's really just that simple. <laughs> you know, it's so gracious of Hamas to give them all these choices. It really is. It really is. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Mike and Molly, Tuesday nights on CBS. From the West Bank, good night, everybody. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed that Mike and Molly would be a major sponsor of Al Jazeera Sports. <laughs> That's oh, a weird yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, Muhammad Jihad was a big fan. So, uh, <laughs> okay, you could basically I get mean, that is that's the coverage you could get on MSNBC pretty much right. every day. It's about right. Pretty much what they do uh, on MSNBC. By the way, uh, the show uh, Wonderful World of Stew airs on Friday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, on this. Uh, very network, uh, new episode uh, coming up on Friday. What a shameless plug that was, Ted.
That's right, Gary. I uh, appreciate the, your help there and uh, drawing attention to me publicizing uh, my own program. I seriously hate the disproportional response thing. Oh, God. Because you're just supposed to put up with hundreds or even thousands mm -hmm. of rockets lobbed into Israel because, hey, they're not that accurate anyway. They might not land on anybody uh, and kill them. Now, yeah, sure, they might. But they might not. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Israel comes in with their accurate bombs. Right. Yeah. That's just so wrong. unfair. That's so a hell unfair. of a pinpoint operation. Yeah. That's a hell of a pinpoint yeah. operation. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was what, Kerry? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. All right, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. It is the uh, Pat and Stu uh, broadcast that you were a part of here today. Uh, this was kind of fun because uh, since this story broke in, what, earlier this year, beginning of summer, springtime, when was the Rachel Dolezal thing? Yeah, just a few months, I think. Um, she uh, was the head of the Spokane NAACP, uh, which is uh, normally the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. She doesn't happen to be a colored person. She is uh, white. And uh, even though she tries to make, you know, her appearance um, seem as though she might be, uh, she is not. And she showed up on the syndicated show The Real. And this is the first time she's actually acknowledged that she's biologically white because she, hmm. she gets around it every single time by saying, no, I identify as, as white and I don't know who my biological parents, I, I wasn't there at the time or I don't know what she, right. I, I've never, they've never taken a paternity test, uh, all of that kind of stuff. Well, yesterday there, she's being interviewed by, three or four minority women who seem to be a little offended by her. Here's what happened. You weren't born black, so when you say you are black, it makes it hard for people to understand where you're coming from. The kick gloves they use. Right, and that's why I said yeah. I, I acknowledge I'm, yes. I was biologically born white to white parents. And we know mm. this year has had a really bright moment for you because you are pregnant. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh. So I guess the baby's black, huh? <laughs> 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 That's a great moment right there. That was awesome. That's outstanding. That was awesome. I didn't see that the first time. Just complete. That long. Yeah, a complete mockery of this woman. <laughs> That's what I guess the baby black, huh? <laughs> In your face! <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh, that is That's awesome. That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. I well, mean, whether the baby's black or not, she'll identify it. Now, can she? Can the mom identify it as black, even if it's white? Or uh, I think how the does the baby it, has to do it themselves? Baby has to and do by it the way, a baby. When we say baby, we have no idea if it's a baby. It could be a, a hamster. Uh, we, we thank don't know. you. At this right. point, thank you. She's just pregnant. We don't yeah, it was interesting know what's growing inside. The baby's black. How do you know it's a baby? Uh, it's right. not a baby yet, and right. I, you know, that's it's hurtful that she would say that. Uh, but what, what's interesting about that interview because you played <laughs> when we played it on radio, we, you played it a little bit earlier and yeah. stopped it right after the moment. So I love the moment after that we that we played. However, the part part you played on radio was they were handling her with oh kick gloves gosh, to get yeah, her to were. do this. It was yeah, like, look, were. I understand how you identify. And it's okay. You can identify however you want. I mean, it's very important that people get to choose their own identity. But no, no, mm -hmm. it's not. No, look, there are things like we, 
Sexual identity is one thing. If you want to, if you believe you're gay, one of the ways you can express that is having sex with people that are the same sex as you. You can't <laughs> yeah. just become black. That's not that, right. that you're just white or right. black. Like you, you, it's like there's a different thing there that we keep. We're crossing these lines, um, and uh, I guess that's just the way we do it now. Just every yes, it is. What what Jeffy? I mean, that's a good thing. This hour is over. You didn't just say that people can't be black if they're white. I yeah, kind of what I said. Yeah. Uh, is our phone number. If you'd like to get in touch with us, um, this is really good news. It is, uh, it is Obamacare open enrollment time. I'm sorry, the Affordable Health Care Plan open enrollment time. And this lasts from, uh, I believe, November 1st into February. Is that right? Uh, I think it's a few months, right? It's all of November, December, January, and I think it stops in February or March. So you got some time here now, and, and initially, the CBO estimated that the biggest surge in enrollment would come this coming year when exchanges were expected to reach 20 million enrollees. CBO projected the number would keep increasing before leveling off at about 22 million in 2025. Now they're saying, mm, maybe not so much. Um, even after adjusting the prediction in March, the CBO now says the 2016 number might be 11 million, so the, about half of what they said it would be. Holy crap! Half. Half? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, kind of a big story, isn't it? I th- and nobody's talking about no, it. No, I mean, nobody's I, paying any attention to it. I haven't even been talking about it. It's I, I, I do it. It is half the freaking estimate. Yeah, I mean, we talked in detail about how we were promised a $2,500 decrease and got a $4,700 increase, plus a new uh, increase coming up this uh, uh, year. of uh, It's actually rising faster yeah. than it was before. Yep. Um, but I had not heard that uh, they missed their estimates by this much. Yeah. Me, one more time. Can I do this one more time, Matt? This yeah, is important. 2014, CBO estimated uh, that 2016 would be the big year where they would get up to 22 million, uh, or 20 million people uh, it would keep rising until leveling off at 22 million in 2025. So they're going to get it to 20, 20 million, though, next year. Mm-hmm. Instead, now they have now updated the number to 11 million, from 20 million to 11 million. I mean, that's unbelievable. It's a 45% drop. Uh, why isn't uh, nobody's holding their feet to the fire? I, I haven't even seen mm. John Carl hammering, uh, what's his face? Ernst. Ernest. Ernest. Yeah. Yeah. Ernest at the uh, at the White House press conference. Well, he said it was all uh, because of uh, the Republican misdirection and lies about it. I'm pretty sure. Oh, good. He commented Did he? about a week or so ago. Okay, well, it. of course it is. The Republicans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As Garth Bunk would say. Um, uh, 2004, the administration had touted eight million unrollies, only to see it reduced to 6.3 million by the end of the year. We know it's what it's one of the most amazing things in. So maybe. they have 6.3 million enrollees right now. 6.3 million uh, as of 2014. So I guess they. Made, I don't know. Gosh, made, that's uh, horrific. It is really bad. Um, what, by the way, one of the most amazing wow. things, maybe wow. in history, 
as far as the news, was this idea that we were supposed to find out after Obamacare launched how many people joined it, and then how many of those people had already been previously insured. Mm -hmm. How many of those people uh, were in what demographics? Were these people wealthy people that were taking advantage of this government program? Who were these people? We never got those numbers. We never got them. We never got them. Uh, there was never, we never, now some of them have trickled out, like we've, we've been able to see, you know, a total number of enrollees, but we don't know how many of those people, you know, it was that, that thought of how many people actually paid the bills, which is another situation. Right. And this, I, I assume, eventually will come out, but we never got the number of people who were already previously insured. We've got lots of polling about it, lots of estimates about it, but never got the actual hard number. I mean, that was, that's incredible. This thing has been the biggest failure. One of the biggest failures of all time. Oh, that's right. And it's only a couple it's trillion really, dollars. That's yeah, a good that's thing. the good thing. It, it only costs two trillion. It's confusion. It, again, it's confusion that they didn't explain it good enough. That was why it's not doing as well. Uh, had a simple explanation. There's, Di- there's dishonest, never been a program that's been explained more than this. Dishonest Republicans and a confused oh, public. Jeez, man. Yeah. There is no... <laughs> accountability from these people zero unbelievable they don't take responsibility for anything they are not accountable for anything costs are still rising premiums increased an average of seven and a half percent for the plan across 37 states it used a federal exchange uh number three problem collapsing co-ops house energy and uh, commerce committee will conduct a hearing thursday looking at the failure of 11 out of the 23 health co-ops that were set up across the country 11 of 23, almost half of the yeah. co-ops have already failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, Kentucky is the one that's most recently failed, which is, Jeez. by the way, it's Election Day. If you're in Kentucky, oh, yeah, Matt please. Bevin, please uh, get out for and governor. vote for Matt Be- Bevin. Please go out and vote for this guy. He's, you know, he's, he's a really, he'll be a really good governor for you. Really but, good. Uh, that just happened there, as Matt Bevin was, by the way, predicting uh, mm-hmm. that these things would fail, and that Kentucky's just failed. Okay, remember, think of the support level. This, this is every uh, the federal government and every Democrat in America is trying to make these things succeed. And half of them have failed so far. Half. That's that's incredible. Um, wow. By the way, there's wow. a great story about um, Borden County here in uh, Texas. Anyone know where Borden County is? Do you guys know this? No. It's right, it's right over there. It's right okay. Over Jeffy there. knows where it is. It's right over there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great story called uh, the Texas County where only 12 people signed up for Obamacare. <laughs> the entire county, only 12 people. And it goes on to say that in one of the, this, you know, they're kind of, I think, giving a justification as to why the numbers are so bad. And it's just a lot of people are saying, this isn't right. I don't feel morally right doing this. I don't feel yeah. good about going on this horrible program that's bankrupting the country. No. And it's a, it's a, you know, it's a brave choice when you have free yeah, money. It it's a brave choice. Yeah. Uh, and, a lot and they're of doing that in the face of increasing fines for not going on it, too. Yeah. If, you, if you go without insurance, the fine increases to $695 next year or 2% of your salary, whichever is higher. Mm-hmm. So if you make a decent wage, mm-hmm. uh, you could pay you know, a couple thousand dollars. I yeah. mean, it, it's, uh, or it's, more. Yeah, or more. <laughs> the other yeah. thing is you can also be exempted as you, uh, if you have lower income, and that's what a lot of the people are going on. So, again, like, who is it helping? It's not the people that we were told it was supposed to help. It's not. Were people who were just, who weren't poor enough for Medicaid, mm-hmm. but had a little bit more money than that. Um, but then all those people are exempted from the fines, so they're not signing up, and it's not doing anything for those people. It's getting people who make $70,000 a year cheaper health insurance. And it's like, well, look, I mean, I, I want 
cheap health insurance to be cheaper, but I don't know that it's the op- it's the responsibility of someone making $50,000 a year in another part of the country to pay for the health insurance of someone making $75,000 a year in Manhattan. I mean, that, that, that's not, to me, the way mm-hmm. the system's supposed to work. It's the way, of course, progressives believe it's supposed well, to work. Well, it, uh, it, it wasn't the way the system was supposed to work to another group of people called... The KKK. The KKK no. thinks that you should, that black people shouldn't no, get health that's insurance. That's not who I was thinking of. It's a different group of people. <laughs> okay, uh, NAMBLA. Now, NAMBLA is a no, North American Man Boy Love Association, and they don't. That's not who I'm thinking of. Really? They're called the, the Nazi uh, Party. No, is a party no, that not believes them either. I, I'm thinking the Founding Fathers. Some people would call them. You mean the a group of fifty-six the people? Founding Fathers of NAMBLA. This, no, Founding Fathers of the United States of America. And wow. Those who established the Constitution, whatnot, and so forth. Haven't heard of them? Yeah, um, I but I, Neither I is Obama, a... so uh, you're in good company. <laughs> uh, problem number four, facing defunding vote, uh, defunding vote in the Senate. Uh, that's another problem with Obamacare. McConnell has said the Senate will vote in November. He's, he's not going to do anything about this. Nope. You, can, uh, you can guarantee that. The measure that passed the House repeals the penalties for the individual and employer mandate, eliminates a 40% excise tax. This is what they're going to try to do in the House, and they're, they're going to try to piecemeal this thing, yeah. and they're going to try to remove parts of it. It just needs to be repealed. Just repeal this piece of crap. Go back to uh, uh, the system we had, but... You can still make some adjustments to it. You can make some that, adjustments. But... You go, let there be competition across state lines. That I mean, would help a great deal right there. How magnificently stupid is it? That you can't buy insurance across moronic, state lines. Right? It's, that, it's, it's moronic. one of the dumbest things. Is there things. any other thing you can't do across state lines in this country? Well, Jeffy, you'd have a list. Well, we Jeffy, I mean. We don't necessarily need to discuss that here. If you haven't committed multiple felonies, is there any other thing? No, you I don't think so. First, so. first of all, no, let's just never mind. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, number five, limited access to specialists. About one in seven ACA health insurance plans don't provide access to a specialist inside the network. That's fantastic. Do you who, need that? Who needs a specialist? Do you need that? No, you need a general practitioner. That's it. And then if he can't do surgery, you just do without the you surgery. You just ask somebody maybe you know from your yeah. office, right. you know, to do it. Right. Um, you know, they, well, who needs, <laughs> you know what? The thing about uh, communism is no one's special. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the great things about Obamacare. We're, we're taking our baby steps. No specialists. Well, here's the thing. Don't get sick. <laughs> Don't get sick. Don't get super sick. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the left okay. has made a lo- a, a, a lo- for a long time a uh, outward argument against uh, hospitals that specialize in things like cancer. Um, they don't like it. They don't like the specialization. They want people to be able to, because it costs too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, don't, they don't like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've made villains of these incredible hospitals doing this incredible work. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's revolting, the to say the least. I mean, it's it, despicable. It really is despicable. Just like uh, we just you know, saw last hour. I, I mean, uh, everything we said, and I know we've said this before, everything we said about this plan, everything we said about this program is true. Everything we said about it and more is true. I mean, there were, there were problems with this thing that we didn't even foresee, that, that we didn't even hear about, that we couldn't have imagined. Mm. And we foresaw some pretty amazing problems with it. First of all, it was going to cost double what, what they said it was going to. Mm-hmm. Secondly, if you, if you like your doctor, you could keep your doctor. We knew that wasn't true. Um, we knew the cost wouldn't go down. It didn't. It's going up, mm-hmm. and it's increasing at a rate of 7.5%, which is higher than 
what it was increasing before. These co-ops would fail? Co-ops would fail. Half of them have failed now. I, I mean, the individual mandate is hurting people. Uh, some people are being kicked off of their plans because they don't make enough money. I thought this, I thought this plan, this whole program was for people who are poor and can't afford health care. First of all, that doesn't make any sense anyway, because now they can't afford health care. So you're making them afford health care. And if they don't, you fine them for not affording health care. <laughs> Even and Barack course, Obama saw how ludicrous that was when he was, uh, when he was campaigning. Now, of course, we have a gigantic entitlement uh, called Medicaid that already addresses people who don't have enough money for health care. Yeah. These are the people that have enough money for health care or have uh, a little bit more than that minimum requirement and still don't have health care. Remember, mm. when we, we, we used to run these numbers before Obamacare started in that, you know, it's, it was something like, it was less than 5% of people without insurance um, either couldn't uh, afford it or uh, were... Yeah, it was a small amount. It was, or it was, you know, off of the, the situation where, like, you'd be out of a job for two months, you don't have insurance for two months, but then you get it when you get your new job. Like, for example, like, that's not what this... That's not what Obamacare is designed to solve, but they use those people to fuel their arguments about how important it is to have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, you know, like it was a very small percentage. There's something that you could have done with with stuff like lowering costs with competition across state lines is an easy example. The health savings account thing is an easy example. Um, there's a lot of things that you can do to make it, the situation better. You can have high risk pools. You can do um, small things. Like obviously, look the. There's no Republicans, there's no conservatives who want someone who has a debilitating disease or illness to go without treatment. Uh, but there are ways to focus on the very small percentage of people who both have those situations and can't afford them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could hit that in a small, focused way. Well, we already had a safety net, and that, in, that included about 6,000 people was the stat yeah. that, that was thrown around um, before Obamacare. And about 6,000 people. If you can't create some sort of safety net for those people, 6,000 out of 320 million, then we might as well shut down the country because that's pathetic. So instead, we toss the baby out with the bathwater and we do this whole new thing that's just not working. And in fact, we were told premiums would go down $2,500 per family per year, and instead they're rising. So then they said, well, yeah, they're rising, but not at the rate they were. Now Obamacare premiums are rising three times faster than the rate they predicted. Now, without Obama, it how would be is ten, that? It would how be is that times. from Republican lies? It would be ten times faster if it wasn't for Obama. Would it? Okay. Well, wait. But if it wasn't for Obama, we wouldn't have this program to begin with. Which would so, be uh, faster than right, right, right. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you have to do if you're. This is the Josh Ernest job. It is. Look, uh, ten times faster. It would have been a billion times faster if it wasn't for this president. <laughs> a billion. So. And it's because of Republican lies. Wait, premiums are going up because of Republican lies. <laughs> the fact yes. is, uh, we've seen the Republicans huh. lie to the American public yeah. for years. For about years. It, okay. They've spent what hundreds the, of millions of dollars can to you propagate those the lies. Unmitigated gall. The unmitigated gall to say that Republicans are the ones lying about this when they've been caught in lie after lie after lie. The fact that oh, there's a little bit of confusion it. is oh not surprising. How, how did they get away with it? How does <laughs> John Carl not stand up and say, look, I can't take this anymore. Shut up.
<laughs> Shut up, Josh. When are you going to stop? That's when such are you bull crap. Stop lying? First of all, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Lie. If you like your plan, you can keep your plan. Lie. Healthcare costs, premiums will go down twenty five hundred per year per family. Lie. All of these are lies. It'll cost nine hundred billion dollars. Lie. Lie after lie after lie. It'll cover everybody. Yet another lie. I mean, 6.3 million people out of what we were told at one point was 47 million? You fell 41 million people short. That's not a success. Yeah, but by 2020, they'll... They'll be up to 11. They'll be up to 11. Up to 11. (laughs) So shut up. Shut up. (laughs) I mean, that one's unbelievable. I don't know. How do they get away with it? More Pat and Stu coming up. Jeez, they sure do, though. Drives me out of my mind. Out of my mind. Back. It is uh, Pat and Stu. This won't surprise anybody. At least it shouldn't. According to uh, Dr. David Samadhi, here's his doctor's orders. Forget the paleo diet nonsense. <laughs> I mean, every time. Every time. I know. I, every I, single again, time. This, it's almost like you just need to ignore this stuff and just do yeah, what you feel like. That's right. Um, you know, do what works for you. You know, I mean, I think it... You know what works for me? Just eat like a pig. Eating like a freaking yes. pig. Eat whatever I want. Like, for example, this morning. Let me give you an example. Okay. This morning I had breakfast. Mm-hmm. Then I walked in. There was a box of donuts well, you gotta that Andrew them. brought in. You know what I did? Yeah, I ate, yeah, I ate a donut. Yeah, I, ate a donut. I ate a donut. Why? Not because I wanted a donut it. or I was hungry. You needed it. was because it. there was a donut there. You wanted it. Was there a donut there? Yeah. Yeah. What, did you see a donut today? Yes, and I did ate Did you it. eat a donut? I ate it. You did eat a donut. Mm-hmm. Jeffy's the only one who actually didn't eat a donut, which really is embarrassing to us. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. Jeffy is. it should be, but frankly, I'm not. The picture of restraint, <laughs> Jeff Fisher. Uh, here's uh, <laughs> Dr. David Samadhi's uh, thoughts. Even though I am a doctor, I still am overwhelmed myself from all the weight loss talk. It can be a lot for people to understand the vegan lifestyle, eating paleo, clean eating, and on and on and on. I think number one, the number one way you can stay healthy is beginning to actually eat to live versus living to eat. So easy. I mean, come on, really? But, really? But yeah. isn't this... A, I eat less and exercise. Right, but it's the hear? same... Duh. Like... It's always the same thing from from people talking about diets, which is like all those other diet fads are crazy. Let me tell you my diet fad. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, not that you know, eat to live. It's like yet another slogan: live to eat instead of eat to live, or whatever that is. Um, I'm not saying like all these things can work if you do them. You know, if you're really focused, like if you are really focused and follow every page of that paleo diet, you're going to be probably fine. You're probably going to lose weight. Yeah. Uh, if well, you sit there it's like you, Atkins. Uh, right. If you ate right. Atkins it, it the works. way Atkins designed right. Atkins, yes. it's going to be fairly decent for you. Yeah. Now, you're there's gonna... another issue of whether you can pull it off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, like there's certain foods that like, you know, some people have real <laughs> sweet tooth. So d- diets like Atkins somehow are problematic for them because they want some sugar in their <laughs> lives. Other mm-hmm. people don't care about that. And, you know, they 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 can get away with Atkins. But, like, that's a different thing from whether the diet works. Like, it's up to you to actually do the things they tell you to do. Yeah. 
And I love that's what they always do with um, you know all these studies on you see with uh, with diet soda. There's a new one out, uh, diet soda today on Drudge, is telling how it's going to give you a heart attack and everything. Oh, no. It's like and you look at it and it's like. Halfway down the story, they, of course, tell you that, well, um, we also noticed that people who uh, drank diet soda were obese. Well, A, when you're obese, yeah, you're going to have more heart attacks. B, you don't start drinking diet soda unless you're a fatty. Trust me. I know. (laughs) I've done it. I have a passion for it. And it's like, well, there's a chicken and egg problem here that they never freaking Mm. address. Mm-hmm. And it's it's obvious, but you know there's uh, when you look at the study, but they don't even post all the results of the study. They give you a dumb, dumbed down summary which doesn't tell you the full story until you actually look at the study, which no one in the media does. So you know this is where yeah. we get to. It's the same thing with this. It's like you know I mean I, I think there's a lot of different ways to eat. If you eat uh, any diet you pick, if you eat generally in moderation, it seems to be that it works out for a lot of people. What? A concept. Yeah. Did you just say the word moderation? I did. Now, I don't apply it to Whoa. my life, but I'm saying it does work. Well, yeah, it does. We just don't choose to do it. All right, because we're I gross. Mean, That's not yeah. the diet's fault, though. No. It's not the diet's fault. Uh, you, you don't know. actually have to diet if you eat in moderation. Right. You know, I mean, you eat decent portions me, of, of a variety of foods, and you're going to be fine. To me, eating a... I just don't. To me, eating um, in moderation is a diet. Uh, in fact, eating yes. too much is a <laughs> diet for me. Yes. Like, if I had to restrict myself to only eating too much, yeah. I, would be, I would not feel good about myself. Right. I mean, we eat the kind of amounts of food that would kill a third world nation. Oh, We'd God. kill them. At some point in time, I just grossed myself out. Halloween was a good example of that. Because mm-hmm. I woke up uh, and, you know, do like a little pancake time with my kids. And there's a mm-hmm. really good, like, pancake place about 20 minutes away from us. And so I was really excited to go there because I was like, screw it, it's Halloween, I'm going to eat whatever I want. I mean, of course, as an adult, you don't necessarily have to make that choice, <laughs> but I did anyway. Mm-hmm. And they have like red velvet pancakes at this place, and they mm-hmm. have like a pumpkin pancake, all these crazy flavors. So I'm all excited to go there. Uh, however, my son decided, um, Daddy, where are we going to go for pancake time? And I was like, oh, we're going to go someplace really good with good pancakes. I want to go to Jack in the Box. Uh, okay, really? Because there's a Here's good place. Here's say to the four-year-old. <laughs> No. Yeah, but I was excited I'm that he like going to the place I want to go to. Right, and I could have done that. You could, but right? I kinda, you could. There's something about like liking the idea that he. Yeah, he actually had a he favorite. Had, he had a favorite, and he had like a memory, a place that he liked going with yeah. me. And I, so it's I was cute. like, you know, of course, it, with no effort at all, he talks me into Jack in the Box. So I'm just like, <laughs> just ja- they, they have a new jalapeno uh, cheddar or jalapeno Jack. Uh, burrito thing. It's got eggs mm. and a hash brown in there. Jalapenos, like a pepper jack sauce, sriracha. Mm. Oh God, stay aside. Right now, I'm just my mouth's <laughs> watering. And they serve it all day, by the way, Jack in the Box, which is great. So, I mean, there is another way that you could have answered, which is the way that I happen to answer quite often: is, oh, that's a good idea. We'll go there, then we'll go to the pancake house. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Wait, you that's how you get to 400 pounds right there. That's, See, that's, the that's commitment. That's the sort of work I don't put in. Yeah, that's commitment. Jeffy's right there. like the marathon trainer that runs the 23 miles before he goes the, the extra. Thank you. Yeah. Goes the extra. Thank you, Jeffy. You're welcome. Um, so, right. you know, like you get into those patterns where you maybe eat too much. And then at night, it was like pizza and all the candy. Yeah. And I, I went to this place uh, where I got all these cake balls as well. We kind of talked about that yesterday. Um, it's just, I can't stop myself. I just have no control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's just it's pathetic. It really is pathetic. Yeah. 
I mean, I, at some point, I was looking at a guy. They had a guy in the news the other day who was not, uh, 900 and something pounds going to have yeah, surgery. Yeah, going to have surgery. He's finally, he was the world's fattest man yeah. in Mexico. Um, I 900 think. pounds? Yeah, well, he's, I mean, he's down now from, he was like 13 or something, I think, at one point. Holy crap. He's lost 400 yeah, pounds and sure. he's I still 900 pounds. What his highest weight was, oh. but he was like the heaviest guy. He still may be, but he's under 1,000 now. How does your heart He's been really struggling for a, body. Number, for a number of years. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I mean, That's he really... He has moved. I mean, they moved him. It was a big deal to move him to, to the place uh, where yeah. he was getting the surgery. Um, Try to move a 900-pound object. Yes. Well, because it's, it's one thing, too. It's like, like a piano. A 900-pound piano at least is like a solid mass. Like yeah. Moving a human yeah. being that hard. 900 pounds, it's like yeah. folding up and like... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're preaching to the choir here. Yeah, right. Jeffy knows know. what it's like to move a 900-pound object. Oh, yeah, I do know. Yeah. Right, for him, it <laughs> is called walking. What it's like. And also, by the way, the Washington Free Beacon is uh, quoting yet another study, and we featured this uh, on The Wonderful World of Stew a couple weeks back. Yeah, I love this. Um, which, yet again... Calorie labeling is showing that um, it does not lower calorie intake. Huh. I told you the reason a long time ago. Right? Yeah. yeah, Pat did long it. You did it on ago. Wonderful World of Stew. Did it again on Wonderful World of Stew. Lay it out. When, when I go into a restaurant in New York and they've got the caloric intake of all the food there, I always pick the higher uh, calorie count because I know it's going to be more delicious. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to, like, okay, if there's two things and they're generally about the same and I'm trying to decide, I'm going to go with the one that's 950 calories over the one that's 725. Right. Why? Well, tastes better. It tastes better. <laughs> right. going, see, now this is what training does right. to you. This is what training, that makes me proud. That, that is. That, that, that proud. is training, training is paying off. <laughs> this is how you get to look like yep. us. This you is know? how you this do it. This is the lesson we're <laughs> so, trying to. There you go, boys um, and girls. Mm. So, right. But again, the uh, study said uh, must be recognized that only a subset of consumers report finding this information useful. And thus far, the success at altering choice at population level is completely unproven. Yep. Uh, and yet they keep doing it anyway. It's, by the way, part of Obamacare. Not, and not, it's spreading. It's, it's going from New York to all over the place. Because it's required as part of Obamacare. It's right. coming okay. everywhere. Is it uh, if really? you are in a chain restaurant, you will be seeing these calories. In fact, Domino's, did, they did a study with Domino's where they had 300 and... 40 people, I think it was, come in. Uh, I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head. I'm, I'm BSing it. But it's something, a few hundred people came in or ordered that day. Only uh, five of them looked at the calorie uh, information. Five of wow. them out of 340, whatever it was, couple, it was a couple hundred, might have been 140, but it was a lot, mm -hmm. uh, that, that it, uh, even looked at the information. And of them, uh, the after, after it asked, I mean, wasn't even part of their decision-making process. Look, that's not what you do yeah. when you go to Domino's. You don't. And, and as Domino's pointed out, uh, everyone freaking calls us. They don't come in. Mm -hmm. Like, only a couple people come in to our restaurants. Like, that's not where they get the pizza. You should have to tell them the calorie intake of every pizza ordered. That would be awesome. On right. the phone. Uh, that's what you should have Coming to do. soon. Coming yeah. soon it to will an be. idiotic nation near it, you. Right. Mm -hmm. More patents do coming soon as well. Where's so. the pizza, by the way? Didn't we oh just talk God. about pizza? We did. You know, that'll, if you eat the whole thing, it'll be 8,000 calories. Thank you. So. And. And. Your point. <laughs>
It's Pat and Stu, Triple A, seven two seven back. You like that I show? I love that show. Yeah, me too. There's uh, me too. It's, it's some Nathan, have called it the Nathan best show I've ever done. Walking yeah. Dead and this Gotham and, and Pat, Pat and Stu. Stu. Yeah, not necessarily in that order. Yeah, and I should say right? that specifically the episodes that Jeffy's not on. Okay. Yeah. Well. All right. Well, this is not very many, but okay. All right. <laughs> I know, but we're trying to increase that. <laughs> okay. Nothing. Nothing. Obviously, you would be listening around the show. Why would you bother? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Here's a scientific uh, analysis of Civil War beards because (laughs) I know you've been thinking about that a lot. We have been talking about that a lot. I've been Uh, talking about it, thinking about it. A lot of people have been calling and Facebooking and Twittering and and, uh, doing a lot of Instagram (laughs) things on it, Snapchatting. At some point, you get to a, a, a saturation point in which you have too much information. Yeah. Uh, and then we've reached it here. Uh, the long beard is apparently the most popular in the uh, Civil, in the War, Civil period. War period. And then the short beard is number two. Yeah. Mustache followed by French cut. Okay. Then the Van Dyke, uh-huh. the clean shaven, which is very, was not, was not actually the popular. sixth most popular. Uh, then uh, you've got the, well, I would call that the Amish beard there, the uh, chin curtain. I don't like that one at all. The friendly mutton chops. No. Uh, followed by just mutton chops. No. Then you got mutton chops and mustache. No. And no. then the goatee, only in the Confederate, solely that. a Confederate thing, which shows that it's racist. We should start saying that that's racist now to have a goatee because <laughs> it was only the Confederate. Without the mustache. Right. No, yeah, with no mustache. That's right, Jeff. Uh, Thank you. And, of course, in the left-hand corner, we find this is from Penis. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Where else would you get your news from? Okay, I don't know. Sure. Proceeding sure of the Natural Institute of Science is. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, per, what is it? But it is actually <laughs> penis. Or penis for short. That's great. <laughs> All right. Uh, and also, uh, Mental not, Floss delivers to us some offbeat good. holidays you can celebrate in November. All right. Uh, number, number, November 2nd is Plan Your Epitaph Day. <coughs> what is that? That was uh, yesterday. Yesterday. Right? We and missed it. Dang no- it. November 3rd, cliche day. In fact, uh, as you know, I've uh, had uh, uh, kind of a fan of cliches, uh, looking at how stupid they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe next break we can run some of uh, the uh, fabulous, wonderful World of Stew cliches uh, that we've been uh, pumping out over the past uh, few uh, months. Yeah. Um, they're kind of fun uh, to focus on the idiocy of them. Sure. You know what's sad is that cliche day has to share the day with sandwich day. Right. I mean, these should each be separate days. There are whoa, 365. Whoa, whoa. Jeffy. Right? Jeffy. Is it freaking sandwich day right now and we're not eating sandwiches? I mean, what a Is good that point. what's happening right now? It's, it's a holiday and we're not celebrating? Mm. That mm. is unbelievable. It's I, unbelievable. I got a donut but not a sandwich. How about a, how about a donut sandwich? Uh, where maybe you put like uh, two donuts on the outside of like some maybe some cookie butter. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe a little ch- a chocolate drizzle. Be nice. Didn't somebody like Dunkin' Donuts do donuts and meat? Or oh, yeah. something? Yeah, uh, they did a, like a donut burger. Yeah, they, they've, I've had a couple of donut burgers from different and it, sources. That's what is that sweet and savory sources. thing it, it, like? It, it, it's okay. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't think that'd be great. I kind of sound, I mean, we saw that the really sweet peanut butter cut burger yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. That seemed like it would be too much. But the donut burger, I think, could work. Maybe. I'd like to have a donut, egg, and cheese. Yeah, you know, that like a breakfast. because yeah. it's kind of that. like the waffle. They have waffle sandwiches and pa- pancake sandwiches and such. Yeah, well, uh, that's really what the McDonald's uh, pancake. The McGriddle. Yeah, the McGriddle is really. I mean, the McGriddle is just bread soaked <laughs> in syrup. For some reason, the McGriddle just grosses me out. That, that's, that's weird. What it is, man. Yeah. It's not like a normal pancake. I no, would it say. is not. It, no, it, it's I, not. Would you be interested in a normal pancake sandwich? 
Yeah. You would. It's just the I McGriddle specifically. Yeah. Because the McGriddle, I love McDonald's breakfast. It's one of my favorite things on earth. But the, there's two different kinds of eggs they give you. Yeah. One is the egg McMuffin egg, which is like a circular egg. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's that like, uh, I don't know, scrambled egg yeah, that the, they put on like the, the biscuits. It comes from and they the put milk, on the McGriddles. The milk mm-hmm. carton scrambled eggs. Yeah, it's good. like that yeah, type. Yeah. I like I prefer the egg McMuffin eggs. Like I like that, uh, you know, better. Like I like the actual egg better than like that, the the egg that comes with it. I don't know. Do they use real eggs at McDonald's? Yeah, they definitely do. They do. The egg McMuffin is definitely a real egg. Uh, as a, a former employee of mm-hmm. the, uh, I should have full disclosure uh, <laughs> that I did work there. You do have some expertise. I, well, if some expertise and maybe some bias. And some bias. You know, I was in, right. I, I worked at the establishment right. when I, it was my first uh, first. Thank you. Real for that job disclosure. I'm almost um, sure that uh, this is like CNBC. You got to make yeah. sure you give full disclosure full as you talk disclosure. about investments. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to badmouth McDonald's, but I'm sure that the other eggs that they use, not the egg McMuffin eggs, are at you know for sure 100 percent egg product. I, you don't seem you to be sure. 100 percent egg product. Why did your eyes shift? What when does you that said mean, that? egg product? And why did <laughs> you? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know what the. I mean. I know that, like, they have these, the way they make the Egg McMuffins is they have, at least this is, now this is going back quite a ways. Shockingly, mm-hmm. I didn't jump immediately onto your television set from McDonald's. It's been a few years. <laughs> um, although my experience at McDonald's is probably the thing that prepared me for this job most. Oh, I would say yes, uh, definitely. But uh, they had these um, heavy iron rings. They were right. like, you know, so that, are, that were the size oh, of the I've McMuffin. Those, yeah. And they pop them down on the, on the grill. And then they would take the egg and crack the egg and put the whole egg right in the middle of that circle. So it would fill the circle. And that's why it's always the same Did they break the yolk? Size. It's called an egg ring. No. Egg no. ring. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it would, it would just, so that's why it's cooked. And it's always this perfect circle. And okay. it's always flat on top because it just fills that little ring. Um, and that's mm. how they make it. And then they just pop the cheese on. I mean, I, you know, and, you know, if you get the meat on it or whatever, too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty... Honestly, a pretty normal egg and cheese sandwich for all the stuff that, you know, like the McRib. I don't know, you know, I don't know what's don't, going on who there. Who knows what that is? <laughs> no, I don't know how that process occurs. No one occurs. knows. They claim it's uh, 100% eggs. Yeah, I think uh, it, And the, uh-huh. uh, the other eggs are, they, called, they call them liquid eggs. Yeah, I mean, it's probably. Liquid eggs? That's what they call them. No, thank you. Well, liquid eggs is no, good, you. That's how you make scrambled eggs, right? Yeah, you turn good. it into a liquid oh, Okay, well, yeah, if it's really eggs. Yeah. But is that what that is? Because I know McDonald's does some cheating things because their milkshake is, you notice, they don't call it a milkshake because right. it's not made no, with it's milk. It's a shake. It's a shake. Well, because, yeah. Well, what do you make that with then? Who cares? What is shake still mix? good. Shake it's still mix. good. Shake mix. Yes. Mm-hmm. Still, still good. But what's in it? They actually, the new yeah, shake are. that they have yes, is, is actually good. really good. Yes, it is. The new shake mix is a little bit thicker. Yeah. Oof. And yeah. the cream and cherry on top yeah. is pretty good. Yeah. You know, I had the other day was, again, Jack in the Box, um, a, an Oreo shake, a chocolate Oreo oh. shake. Oh, oh, wow. That, was that sounds pretty good. good. That was that really pretty good. good. Yeah. I, you know, we're... Um, we wound up talking about food again for over 25 minutes. Wait, we, we got to, uh, that was a holiday, a date number two on our list of holidays, um, which was uh, Sandwich Day, and that's what kind of, that got us on this little kick. Then you got November 7th, which is Pumpkin Destruction Day. Uh, yep. A Bet and Aid Punsters Day is November 8th. Uh, what? November 15th is National Bunt Day. Ooh, I'm a we fan have, of that. We, we have oh, a place that's uh, near. Yes. Uh, yes. Especially Stu and I, but not that far from Jeffy, too. Nothing Bunt Cakes. Yeah, oh, yeah they're that's all over the country. Every day. I guess. Uh, they're, that's Freaking a chain. Great. Place. They're really good. 
mean, uh, it's almost too good. It's almost too rich. But that, that's and here's a good example of this show. Uh, it's <clears throat> November fifteenth. We've got plenty of time to plan for right. National Bunt Day. Nothing Bunt Cakes Day on Nothing National Bunt Day. Right, red velvet. Okay. Excellent. I need. Yes. And the, you know what? Yes. I will say with uh, with with Nothing cream Bunt cheese, Cakes. A little cheese advice frosting. here. This is free advice coming from us. Um, uh, is the, the free advice coming from us? Uh, is get the smaller cakes. The smaller cakes are better than the bigger cakes yes. for whatever reason. They're more moist. Yeah. Get the small ones. Yeah. Get a bunch of the small ones, uh, and then and then obviously in this particular thing, obviously the National Bunt Day is going to be on a Sunday, so we would bring them in for Monday. Okay. Um, you can buy them on Sunday if you want. I don't care. We're just going to be eating them on the air. Actually, you can bring them to my house. We don't even have to do it on the show. Huh. It's another another, op- it's another option for us for our producers and such. Yeah, you just bring them, just deliver them to my house on on, on, on Sunday sure. while I'm watching football. Right, and I'll just eat them, and then we won't do a segment on it. Okay, well that's one way to go. <laughs> but yeah, and then we'll also I'm come in and do sure a segment we'll... and eat them on the air too. Yeah, I don't okay, care. Well, that's that's fine. I to eat them. Sure. Okay. But multiple times. Mm-hmm. Late seven two seven Beck. Uh, we're just finishing up on uh, some of these big days in in November because there are some important ones. <laughs> oh man, we got to National Bunt Day where I guess we need to have bunt cake. I mean, I don't guess. I know we need. With to the have. exception of National Sandwich Day, mm-hmm. National Bunt Day is damn good. Day. Pretty no, good it's, day. It's the biggest day of the year. Pretty good. It's day. by far the happiest day of the year. Oh yeah, it's bigger than Fourth of July, oh, yeah. Thanksgiving. Oh come on. I mean, well, well, Thanksgiving we still have it the same month, so we're good. Um, but uh, then there's Have a Bad Day Day, which is. November 19th. And Jeff, you celebrate one. that every day. Because right? your life is awful. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think Thank that really you. hurt him. That, that one really <laughs> that hit him. You that know one why? got through. Yeah, yeah, that one because look, Jeffy's lost a lot of weight. That one got through the layers of fat right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffy's lost a lot of weight. We still call him That's fat. Bad, Jeffy <laughs> used to be a major drug dealer. He's not as much anymore. Uh, we still call him a drug dealer. But that one, his life is still awful. But that one got through. His life is still awful. It's real. Then November 20th, it's not just my birthday, but it's also Name Your PC Day. I don't get what. No. I'm going to name my the, no. Like your computer? Yeah. Uh, just so Bill Gates knows, no. I named my PC Apple. <laughs> because Take you that, won't Bill Gates. freaking <laughs> stop resetting for updates in the middle of my typing. Right. That's why. And you're a freaking socialist. Oh, and you're a socialist. Okay. So, on November 24th, celebrate your unique talent day. Oh, that sounds like fun. Uh, Bat, before you get to the rest of these holidays, we need to take a okay. quick break to honor National Cliche Day. All right. Watch. Mm-hmm. What doesn't kill us makes us stronger? Not even close to true. Off the top of my head, acne, halitosis, chlamydia, constipation, strep throat, tennis elbow, cotton mouth, chicken pox, syphilis, hangnail, athlete's foot, gonorrhea, irritable bowel syndrome, lactose intolerance, erectile dysfunction, asthma, heartburn, 
tired blood, eczema, ingrown hair, sneezing, coughing, stuffy head, sore throat so you can rest medicine, sinus infection, the gout, pink eye, mono, and Shakira's singing voice. Okay, some of those might kill you, but you get the point. <laughs> it's true. Uh, in, in a really nasty segment, you find a way to get some hot chicks in there. That's, yeah, that's, I appreciate that. That's what we do on the Wonderful World of Stu. <laughs> I noticed I'm that. hosting it, so they're all nasty segments, but we do try to insert some hot chicks in there if we can. Uh, there you go. Uh, gout does not make you stronger. I've had bouts with gout. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Bouts it's, with gout? Dang pain. That's a new, by the way, a new uh, segment. Bouts with gout. Uh, we're going to be launching yeah. Pat Gray's yeah. Bouts with Gout. With gout. Uh, okay, so we got to, uh, we left you at celebrate your unique talent day. Then there's National Flossing Day. Um, that's on the 27th. And uh, I'll pencil that in. Uh, 20, <laughs> 29th is special. Just so you know, Jeffy, that's not the one day a year you floss. Oh, right. That's, yeah. It's yeah. different. You're, it's just supposed to remind you, hey, make sure you floss every day. Not the one time a year that you actually do it. Not the way I understood it. I can see it. why we were confused. Not the way I understood it. Yeah. <laughs> Electronic Greetings Day is November 29th. And then uh, on the 30th, you stay home because you're well day. Which is uh, just a way to cheat your employer out of income. Okay. Which, by the way, I fully support. Uh, in fact, I do it every single week on Wonderful World of Stew. And that's how we uh, celebrate National Cliche Day. Here's another example. Home is where the heart is. Uh, last time I checked, my heart was in my chest. I feel like this cliche may have been coined by a serial killer when questioned by police about an unsolved case where the hearts were cut out of victims. Hollywood, you, you can have that storyline for free. That's nice. It's just important that people understand. It's nice of you to give that to Hollywood for free. <laughs> it's a good one. That's home nice is where the heart is. He's storing all the hearts in his home because right. he's a no, serial no, I got killer. it. <laughs> Does Hollywood, though? That will be a movie. It will, that will, <laughs> it will be a movie, I think. I think it's actually true. Um, I mean, they're making so many creepy movies these days. Most of it's zombies. Yeah. Um, and they, we, did the, we did that story on this show where it was uh, the... Uh, what show was that where the... Um, it was the... What decade um, had what types of villains in horror movies? Mm. Was that yeah, on the yeah. show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Where zombies are now the most, important, most popular one. Boy. By far. And, and are you watch everything's zombies. We Yeah. It was vampires a few years ago. Now it's yes. zombies. And there's a uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies movie. Have you seen that? Or I think it was a it started as a book. Yeah, I And think, I think yeah. there's now a movie of it. Right? So Pride and Prejudice has been turned into a zombie movie. That's how popular the zombie craze is. That's a little bizarre. It's weird. Uh, apparently real though, too. Uh, a condition which is not classified as a separate disorder uh, has been, um, they're calling it walking corpse syndrome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, patients truly experience all kinds of suffering, said an expert in the syndrome. Um, Cotard's syndrome is the actual name for it. Other delusions is a matter, uh, or what causes it is a matter of debate. Delusions are seen as an association with a wide range of neurophysiological conditions, including dementia, schizophrenia, Parkinson's disease, and brain injury. Um, when someone with self-misidentification, in other words, they believe they're dead. Correct. They think they're actually dead as they're going through life. Yeah, the lady, the one example that uh, in, the, uh, in the story and the talk about the study, the one lady uh, was going through her life uh, feeling for the past few months like it was in a haze and she wasn't sure. And then she realized one night, it's because I'm dead. 
Really? And she told her husband, "That's I, we, I think we're all dead. I'm dead. We're, I'm dead. You're dead. I, I just we get to get it right. Um, that's why everything's been such a fog for me. When I passed out on an airplane flight three months ago, mm-hmm. uh, that's when I died. Wow. I that's mean, what she decided. Mm-hmm. Is there? I mean, is it permanent or is uh, this no, a temporary I, thing? Or yeah, they they talk about they go deep it? into the study, which I stopped reading yeah. uh, about how they treat it and go on because there's been people throughout time thinking that they're dead. Is it a mental disorder yeah. or is it a chemical yes. thing? Hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's at everything. By the way, let's take a quick break for National Cliche Day. Thank you. Cool as a cucumber. I'm a little confused by this. Are they trying to say that cucumbers are cold or that they are trendy? Well, neither is true. Cucumbers are routinely served at room temperature. And unless you're on some strange German pay website that Jeffy runs, cucumbers aren't used widely enough to be called trendy either. That's a uh, debatable one. Um, (laughs) Well, look, and you said websites. I really only have one strong one that uses vegetables. Before you keep going, let's take another break for National Cliche Day. Please don't talk anymore. <laughs> Two heads are better than one. What a politically correct world we live in. Now we have to act like awful deformities are a positive? In what way? Sure, you have pretty good peripheral vision, but that hardly makes up for the horrified stares by passing children. I think uh, they were talking about uh, two people thinking about... Uh, hold on, I need to interrupt problem. you real quick. Uh, it's time okay. to break for National Cliche Day. <laughs> All right. A penny saved is a penny earned. No, it's not. If you have a penny and earn a penny, you have two pennies. If you have a penny and save a penny, you have one penny. Anyway, who wants a penny? Two-thirds of them are immediately dropped out of circulation because people don't want to carry them. And it costs our government more than a cent to make each one. So we're actually losing money on them. If you have a piece of currency that sits in a tray in a convenience store in the worst part of town with a sign that says, take me, and people still ignore it, it's time to melt them down. 